0: Freedom Friday. It's April 20th, 2018. And so I want to thank and welcome everybody who's listening and those who uh, choose not to listen. Thank you too. Appreciate that. Now, if you're listening on a Friday or Saturday, or maybe Sunday, hey, you're good to go. But if you listen on a Monday, you're either dead or you're scrambling to find a hole or you're looking for a FEMA camp or something because apparently you didn't get the memo that the end of the world is happening on Monday, April 23rd, 2018. Yeah, that's according to uh, David Mead, a couple other kooks, total nut bucket kooks man i don't know how these guys keep predicting falsely by the way year after year and yet they do and they continue now i've i've never looked at david mead's uh website if he has one uh facebook page Uh, i think he wrote a book i guess you know it probably has a youtube channel where you got blind people following blind people that's the way it is you know uh, I'm not bagging on a generation or anything, but you know, there's there's a lot of millennials out there. The majority of YouTube and that kind of stuff, there's millennials. So you got a lot of millennials following millennials. Nothing wrong with that in the whole sense, but um, sometimes it gets unbalanced. You've got people who are unbalanced doing unbalanced pursuits, and they have followers. So they're unbalanced too. It happens all the time. So they're out chasing all kinds of stuff. And instead of um, focusing on truth, a civility, peace, grace, uh, those things that are going to help you survive in life. They're off chasing all kinds of wacky theories and stuff. Absolutely incredible. But anyway, uh, so I've never been on uh, his site or anything, but he, uh, he was around last year. We made fun of him last year uh, because he was saying that the end of the world was going to happen last year. And we, we pointed him out. Yeah, it wasn't going to happen. Everybody's listening today, the sound of my voice, uh, obviously. Um, You know, you know what the truth is. But anyway, I have to mention anyway, because there's just so much deception out there. There's there's so many clowns. There's so many false teachers, um, false Christians, false brethren. They use the term Christianity. They throw Bible verses in there. They do all kinds of stuff. And it's just, they're false. They're false teachers. And they're, they're leading to a false uh, gospel or a false Christ or just a, a, a pursuit that doesn't lend itself into eternal salvation. Uh, this first article here, it's called, it's from Live Science, by the way. There were several good, good articles. And I posted uh, three of them this last week on Fifth Hook Media, Facebook page, Fifth Hook Media, because they were so good. And in fact, the last one I posted I thought was the best. It was very balanced. I really like it. But this one had some historical um, things it went into, and I thought that was kind of interesting. So let's look for it. Uh, thelivescience.com. There's a title that says, wait for it. The first April 23rd Doomsday was predicted in 1843. And he's absolutely right. And I've, I've talked about this on the shows with the Millerites, that became SDA, that became Jehovah's Witness, that became, um, uh, you know, all these these offshoots, you know, crazy stuff. So they start off and they go, call it Recycled Doomsday, a new prediction for the end of the world, sets the apocalypse date as Monday the 23rd, based on a mismatch of old numerology. You know what I'm saying? Numerology, really? Rereadings of the biblical book of Revelations. And that's the problem with the book of Revelation. I've got to tell you, nobody uh, that I've ever read or anybody that I've ever heard teach about it, and I even have uh, good friends, good good men that I really respect, but I've never heard anybody quite understand uh, the book and, and present it in a way that's um, like, hey, that's it, that's it. I mean, sometimes I can listen to some people, well, that makes sense, that makes sense. And then there's a glitch, there's a catch. That's just a personal thing. So I, to me, the book of revelation is just that it's, it's still unveil, it's still unveiling to me. It's not completely unveiled. <laughs> and I think a lot of this stuff we're looking through a glass darkly. And until the, the end times, the end day, where we start to begin to see things that go, that's what it's talking about. That's this, that, you know, it's just like the, the prophecy in Joel, Joel too, you know, Joel says, uh, uh you know, in the last days, uh, your young men will prophesy and your, and your, uh, you know, the, the maids will dream dreams and you know, whatnot. And, and so that people look through a glass darkly on that. The last days when that would happen, there's several things that were going to happen. And, you know, Joel also mentions pillars of smoke and blood and, you know, all kinds of stuff, uh, an apocalyptic type of situation. And uh, Peter in the day of Pentecost stands up and says, uh, when they were all filled with the Holy spirit and they were speaking in languages that every uh, man there in Jerusalem understood. And they were going, what is this? Are these guys drunk? What's going on? And he stood up and he says, this that you're hearing is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. So at that point in time, the revelation of the, the prophecy of Joel was clear. It was no longer looking through a glass darkly. It was no longer, uh, blurred. Um, a lot of times it's like night. You've ever, you've been, you know, you've been asleep, you're laying in bed and, and you wake up, you know, to go to the bathroom or whatever. And you wake up and you're, you're looking at that chair in your room or the dresser or, you know, whatever. And it's, you know, it's there, you know, it's the dresser, you know, it's there, but you can't see the details You can't see the the wood grain. You can't see the knobs. You can't, it's dark in there, you know? Uh, But you know it's the dresser. So you're looking at it very, with the fog, in the fog of night. But as a day, light comes, and morning, uh, light comes into the windows. You go, "Oh, that's my dresser, you know? I mean, you know it's your dresser, but now you can see the wood grain. Now you can see the knobs. Now you can see the the legs that it sits on, and, and all the details. The beautiful details of why you bought it in the first place, right? So that's the way the revelation is. It's that you're seeing it and there's things that you just don't quite understand. And as the light begins to dawn, you'll see more and more. And it happened to Peter on the day of Pentecost, the second chapter of Acts. And he stood up and he told everybody, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. in the last day, the last days, you know, your your young men will dream dreams and your old men will You see visions, and you know the women will prophesy, and this and that and that and that. And so it was clear. And that's for me. For me, the Book of Revelation is like that. So when you have people mixing numerology and then defining things in the Book of Revelation, especially taken out of context with the rest of Scripture, um, it just never works out well. It never works out well. You got to be very careful these these folks. And uh, so this David Mead guy, he uses that. And he also um, uses rehash conspiracy theories about this uh, rogue planet X type of thing. All right. So he's using all this stuff. And the writer of this article on life science says even the calendar date of the prediction, April 23rd. Yeah, or it's back to one of the most famous, famous failed apocalypse predictions of all time. And that was William Miller, and he's what I've talked about a lot of times—the Millerites. William Miller, as sincere as the man was, he was sincerely wrong, and boy, he destroyed a lot of lives because of his um, ability to circumvent the the true gospel and the and the true scriptures. Miller, William Miller, was a Baptist preacher at the time, and his followers would eventually form the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And Miller predicted multiple doomsdays, dates in the mid-1800s. You know, one just wasn't enough. Including one on April 23rd, April 43. Um, I'm sorry, April 23rd, 1843. Eh, Sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? April 23rd. And he was most famous for a later prediction of October 22nd. 1844 a date that would live on in infamy as the great disappointment isn't that nice and it's called the great disappointment because jesus christ never did appear to kick off the end of the world yeah the great disappointment so it, all this does is besmirch the scripture and it truth so david mead and a lot of these people even if they're not david meads and they're not predicting stuff but they're just chasing a lot of candy out there a lot of sugar they're giving their listeners a lot of sugar Uh, it's a lot of fun a lot of conspiracy things there's nothing wrong with that you know go look at that go go you know check out the nephilim check out you know cern it's fine but you really need to have a basis in your christianity a real basis in truth you just go chase the sugar eventually you're going to be poisoned and die and that's that's the problem i see uh, with a lot of these folks out here. So David Mead, he previously claimed there was a rare alignment of stars on September 23rd last year, 2017, that heralded the end. Remember, that's not that long ago. September 23rd wasn't that long ago of last year. And what he said was that the star alignment would precede a, the passage by Earth of a rogue planet called Planet X, Nibiru, and it would cause all sorts of geological trials and tribulations, and eventually Jesus would come and return, just like the book of Revelation. And the, the deal is what they do with these, these cosmological alignments, they keep saying it's the um, you know, the uh the virgin of uh Revelation twelve, you know, with the twelve stars or whatever. I think it's Revelation, yeah, Revelation twelve one or two, you know, the 12 stars above the head and the clothes with the sun and the moon. And, you know, they make all this stuff. It's just bizarre. It's very bizarre. Um, You know, now and then I'll I'll pick up the book of Revelation again and and go through it and try to read it and think, well, maybe, you know, now that I have a little more understanding on things or something, something will pop out. And sometimes it does a little bit, but for the most part, it's as confusing as it was the first day I picked it up, (laughs) you know, uh, just no one knows what that is. And even if they claim they do, especially especially if they're not using um, Old Testament to decipher a lot of what it is because it's a very Old Testament type of book. Very much so, okay? And, and I understand AD 70 and I understand all of that. And I do believe some of it applies to AD 70 and the destruction of Jerusalem at that time, but not all of it. So anyway, but guys like David and me, they won't... Um, they won't admit that. They know everything there is to know. I will tell you, I do not. And um, I will tell you that right up front. I do not know everything there is to know. Not even close to it. And I'm just like you. I'm just a servant on a on a sojourn here, trying to figure it all out. And I just want to be on the bus. Just make sure I get my eternal life, you know. And I just follow God in the right way. So Anyway. David Mead says that Monday, the sun, the moon, Jupiter is going to line in the constellation of Virgo again. And that kind of echoes Revelation 12, one through two, which refers to a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, crown of 12 stars her head, you know, the whole thing. And she's laboring to give birth to an eventual global dictator with a role to play at the end of the world. And see what I mean? Now that it's that's not even in there. Giving birth to some global dictator, some anti, it's not, it's not even in there. Folks, if you've never done a study on antichrist, I really encourage you to do it because you won't find anything. You won't find, you only find the word antichrist in the book of John. And John says about the antichrist, he's already in the world. He came out from the church. He's already there. The spirit of antichrist is already there. Um, some beast system, some beast or. A person, you know, that's coming out of Revelation. There's two that come out of the sea, come out of the earth. Um, all of that, people are just making stuff up, man. You just, you got to really look for it yourself here. So, like this guy just made this up, saying the twelve stars, she's going to give birth to a uh, global dictator. And it was the same passage Mead used for September 23rd, 2017, last year, as the start of the apocalypse. Uh, though that case, he fixated on the, an alignment, an alignment of the sun and Virgo with nine stars and the planets, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. <laughs> so if I can't get 12 stars, I'll throw a couple of planets in there. You know what I'm saying? That's how these guys work. You know, I I can't get it quite aligned up quite right. I'll just, you know, I'll cook the books a little bit. You know, That's what they do. They just, they, they, they fudged the, the astrological signs to fit their own predictions rather than the opposite. <sighs> so, anyway, it failed. Some of Mead's astral speculation, ironically, might echo at least some of the inspiration of the original, which draws on older Jewish, Greco Roman, and other traditions. Ellen. Kirk Schlager he's a professor of ancient and comparative religion at St. Joseph's University in Philly he said that but the author of revelation oh, this guy says the author of revelation was wrong in his predictions so neither this book nor any other ancient book is of much revel for a particular future but see why this guy would say this you see why this article would have that statement that basically the book of revelation is irrelevant because it 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 failed because of people like David Mead and, 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 and uh, William Miller and on and on and on. So what you do is you sh- they besmear the truth of, of Scripture. So instead of people looking at it uh, with truth and asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to them what it is and, and the Holy Spirit to reveal in his time what you need to know, they just dismiss it because of these kooks. That's what happens. That's That's why this is bad. So strangely enough, Jupiter on Monday, folks, I hate to disappoint you, is not actually aligned with the constellation of Virgo. It won't be. Rather, it will appear from Earth to be within the constellation Libra. But let's not let facts get in the way of a good apocalyptic story. On the same date, Monday, the sun is going to appear to align with the constellation Aries and the moon in the constellation Gemini. And you can go to a... uh, it's called the sky lives planetarium feature. And then you can also, you can play with that and generate your own doomsday prediction with it. Isn't that cool? So this mead guy, David Mead's never been consistent. He's failed last year. He failed the year before he'll fail this year. (laughs) He was, um, he was calling March, 2018 as the trigger date for the apocalypse last month. He also said he believes that a seven-year tribulation period preceding the end started on August 21st, 2017. And October 15th, 2015, he said the same thing. You get what I'm saying? He does have a website, apparently, and it dwells on North Korea's nuclear program as a sign of the end of times. And he talks about Planet X and Nubaru and all this stuff. So here's, that's, you know, that's the problem here um the article ends with this and this is kind of sad it says the mishmash of all these uh disparate theories from the biblical to the cosmological to the political may be a symptom of the kind of conspiracy cross-pollination that occurs online meat is active on youtube where he chats with other doomsday prophets such as paul begley many of you probably know paul begley or listen to him and stuff i've listened to his stuff He's the host of the self-produced show called The Coming Apocalypse. And of course, Mead also sells self-published books about the theories on Amazon. Okay. So there you have it. It's just kind of sad. Um, because it makes people dismiss all, all the truth. And yet they just keep doing it. It's just amazing. All right. Let's let's uh, let's move on. It, you know, the world is in doomsday. It's not going to end Monday. It's, Already ended. <laughs> That's why I can Monday. It's already ended. It's over, folks. And um, we're heading for the, uh, we're waiting for this other shoe to drop here. There's a lot of genetic stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, a lot of earth changes. Oh, my Lord. Man, there's weird weather everywhere. Extreme sky phenomenon. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Just amazing stuff. Um, I don't know what is wrong, but I know something's wrong. I know something's wrong with this. You know, I don't want to sound like a kook like David Mead, but like something's wrong with this timeline. You know what I mean? Is, uh, you know, and I don't know. Is it too much CERN? Is there too many, uh, you know, uh, hydrant colliders around, you know, creating uh, black holes and messing with time? You know, I don't know. I can't prove that biblically. All I know is, you know, in the book of Daniel, it talks about this little horn that rises up. It says he uh, he will seek to change times, Moed's. And um, if if you were waiting for destruction, if you knew destruction was sure to happen on you, and you had the ability to change the clock, <laughs> wouldn't you do it? <laughs> you know what I mean? So if he changes the moeds, the appointed times, uh, you know, hey, maybe I can just uh, keep on living in the parallel universes. I know it sounds kooky, but I mean something's wrong here today. Something—it's not the same place that I even lived maybe a year ago. It's just different. Things are very different. Some things are more subtle than others, but other things are, are kind of blatant. It's really weird. Um, it's, it's just, a, you know, I'm not going to go into the show, but some things have hit me even last week. Stuff I was like, man, I did not know that. You know, I, I did not know this guy died or this blah. blah, blah. How would I not know this? I, I, I like this guy, follow him. And then I go and research it. Yeah, he died. Not only did he die, he was a freaking Satanist. What? He wrote the best Christian songs ever. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I was like what world do I live in amazing so here's one from the daily uh, Daily Mail it says humans will be genetically modified for the first time in Europe as scientists get the go-ahead to use DNA splicing therapy to treat blood disorder and it's always for the human's benefit and what's good what's good about this article it's it's not one of those speculation articles that you know someday, we could have, should have, would have. It's actually, this is what's going on. We're going to do this. So uh, they they found some weird, rare, these people are something else, blood disorder known as uh, thalassemia or something like that. And they found it could be cured using this therapy. So I, have you ever met? Oh, it's called beta, beta thalassemia. You ever met anybody who had this? Suffered from beta thalassemia? Yeah, probably not. But anyway, they got a cure for it, so this gives them the go-ahead to then splice human, human DNA. Uh, you got You got to really, really love these, these uh, reptilians. The disorder reduces the production of um, hemoglobin, which carries oxygen, right? And then scientists plan to cut away the component, which is repressing the production of hemoglobin. Yeah. So humans will be genetically modified for the first time in Europe, folks, we have made history. Now, you know, this has been going on for a lot, a lot, a lot of years. But now it's got uh, the blessing. Regulators in Europe have given the go-ahead to trial DNA splicing therapy. They already do this in China because they don't have the regulations in China that they do in the U.S. and in Europe, but no more. So there's a destructive blood disorder. named is or whatever it is. And so they have found that if they do this and do that, and they use the CRISPR technology, they can, you know, recode the body and all this stuff. And the disease is going to be the first to be treated using this method in Europe. Experts said the trials hold promise. And um, they've been doing it in China and it's been successful. So everybody's all on Twitter. Everybody's all happy. And uh, let's see, this type of therapy has been used for the past 30 years. It's nothing new, as doctors dispense the missing DNA from damaged cells to increase their effectiveness. But the work ta- taking place now at CRISPR uh, may be more long-term of a solution, and also proven to be cheaper. And it uses some kind of weird bacteria thing that goes in there and it carries a strain and it cuts the DNA and blah 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 blah. So here we are. Um, it does remind me of Genesis. And it says, in those days, there were giants in the land, or Nephilim, fallen ones. And also after that. And also after that. And we know that the giants came from a DNA incorporation of fallen angel in human. When the sons of God, angels, sons of God, the watchers, they left their first estate. Peter and Jude talks about know, they left their first estate. They left their their uh, their primary ground there as um, princes and powers and principalities of the air, and came down into this realm and mated with the with the women. It took them wives. The result were these hybrid giants. So after uh, and God destroyed the earth because of that, because uh, they had corrupt corrupted the whole earth. By the way. It corrupted the whole earth. Within about the same time frame, from the from the creation of, of the world to the flood, is about the same time frame now from the flood to right now. So we're we're probably in the, we're 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 due <laughs> we're due for the destruction. Uh, the thing is is um, you know you don't walk around you don't you don't see the big uh, the big huge uh, giants walking around anymore. Uh, they're they're giants in their finances. They're giants. They're, they're still consuming you. They're still eating you. Um, they're still cannibalizing humans. I mean, if you pay taxes and property taxes and uh, you're losing money on the stock market and you have to work every day, nine to five, you're you you're a slave and they're cannibal, cannibalizing you and they're feeding you GMO food and you're breathing, you know, uh, Kim Trill air. They're, they're cannibalizing you, they're, you're a slave. But they're not big, huge giants because they perfected it and they look like us, but they're not. They're lizards, but they look like us, but they're not. So anyway, and here it is. So now they've got the blessing to do this like openly and then affect all the rest of the, you know, the goyim. All the rest of the the slaves can then get, uh, you know, DNA modified. And it's all because of this weird blood disease. That uh, some people might have the, the article didn't say how many people have this thing or how, how big of a threat it is to humankind but now they can use this and it's a good excuse to say hey we can, we can cure this now so uh, we're going to go ahead and modify the dna of humans Ain't that cool all right Uh well, folks and then uh man i got another dna story too i mean i think it's just it's just a sign of the times here it's just a sign of the end this these kind of stories are. You know, where, not where we're going, where we're, where we're at. And uh, of course the total demon, um, demon, demonization of the planet. I mean, it's just unbelievable how it's spreading and it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Miss Capel and I always, I mean, we see a logo or we just, you're just seeing someone this. It could be innocent. You know, you're just, I'm, I'm even locally just a little mesquite thing. You know, there's a little logo or something and we go, Oh my God, you see that? You know, it's a hand and it's reaching out to a five-pointed star. And on that five-pointed star is a crown. They're worshiping the crown. This is what they want. You know, it's, it's just everywhere. It's everywhere. It's all around you. The evil's all around you. This is Satan's game. This is his little domain. Of course, he wants to change times. He wants to change the Moad. You know, he, he can prevent his destruction. He thinks he can he can make it last a little longer. Maybe he has. I don't know. I look around and I think it should have ended a long time ago, but you know, that's just me. Um, maybe, maybe he succeeded in that. You know, then we're all screwed. I don't know, but something's definitely wrong. And something's not right. And things just don't click and things don't make sense. Um, and it's just all around us. The evil, the darkness is just all around us. and you, I can feel it. I don't know if you can, but I certainly can feel it and I can, I can feel it in, in people too. And I can feel this divisiveness, um, where normally they wouldn't be divisive, but this almost like, uh, you know, everybody wants to fight with somebody else over something. Yeah. It's just really weird. Anyway, um, it's just that time, you know, you're walking around, you're seeing the number 11 everywhere, right? 11's 11's 11's. You see 11's on your clocks. All the new age people say uh, you're going into spirituality, but you know, you're not. You're seeing 11s because it's destruction. You're seeing 33s because it's a cult. You're seeing the occult. Um, I see them all the time, 1133. Now, last week I released a single called 1133 Blues. It's 12 bar blues. I'm singing it. Um, it's on Spotify, it's, it's on, on Amazon now too, Amazon Music, it's everywhere. It's iTunes, it's everywhere. I just want people to hear it. I just want people to hear the song because it's 1133 Blues and I'm talking about, it, those who have eyes to see and ears to hear will understand what I am what I wrote the song, what I'm singing about. And I'm talking about seeing these 1133s everywhere and I'm saying that the world is headed for destruction and I'm seeing all this stuff. At the very end of the song, I'm, I'm urging people to look at that old rugged cross and how it's calling out to us and that we, we could be fine on Sundays. We can be religious, but at the end of the day, where are we going to spend eternity? It's really a call for, for people. It's a gospel call for them to get their act together, man. And those who see those numbers, 1133s, and those, those those people understand what I'm trying to say. Those people who don't, maybe that'll get in them. They'll go, what, what's this guy talking about? Huh? I don't know. I just want, I wish people would hear it. So anyway, it's out there. It's everywhere. I also released another song um, a couple of days ago and I haven't um, put it out or advertised it yet, but it's it's on there. It's on iTunes. It's on, it's not on Amazon yet, but it's on iTunes, Spotify, Uh, all of them, you know, uh, Apple music, blah, 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 Deezer, Napster, go on any online where you get music, it's there. And this one is called, he's a lie. And I think you people are really going to like it. I'm going to play it, you know, either next week or maybe a Monday show or something. It's called, he's a lie. And I wrote it about Satan and I wrote it about all the lies he tells, including evolution, including aliens, including all this stuff. And um, I I, I talk about looking into the serpent eyes and thinking he's going to make you wise and all this stuff. And the refrain in the song goes over and over that he's a lie. He, he's not just a liar. See, he's the father of all lies. There's one thing to just be a liar. If you're a liar, it's because you're a child of, be- Be- Beelzebub. You lie like your father. But he's actually a lie. He's actually a lie. You understand that? He's the he's the origin of lie. He is a lie. It's huge. So the song is, he's a lie. And I I, I published that. And, and I expect a lot of back, you know, spiritual backlash from it. And I've already experienced a lot of spiritual backlash from it. Because I don't believe... Satan nor his demons appreciate me doing that. Um, but the way I look at it, I can stand in the uh, the alley and guard the cars while the boys go in and serve the search warrant. Or I can go in there and be the first in the door and kick in the door, take the enemy down. And um, that's the guy I prefer to be. I've always been that guy. And spiritually, I still remain that guy. I'm, I I want to be the active warrior. I like that. I'm willing to take the risk, take the heat. So I, I wrote an anti-anti-Christ song. I wrote an anti-Satan song because every song I'm listening to on Spotify, on the blues genre, all these songs, almost, I mean, a large percent of them, 90% have something to do with Satan or or some kind of occultic uh, lyric in there. It's It's everywhere it's unbelievable whether they're just following a star or calling their girlfriend a morning star or, I mean, it's everywhere or plain old saying, uh, you know, the devil's in their soul. There's a lot of songs say stuff like that. And, um, so I wanted to write a song that says, no, you know, the devil screw you. You're a lie. And I'm telling people exactly who you are. You're a lie. You're false. We'll see what happens. Anyway, I just throw that out there folks. So, uh, let me play a, a short clip for you uh, from 1133 Blues so you can kind of hear that. And then we'll uh, we'll come back with the next story about uh, the DNA of, uh, well, they're bringing back Jurassic Park. So, yay. i got 11, 11's in my pocket. tonight oh, i just don't know what to no more time okay so there's a clip there so anyway it's everywhere um, it's on youtube also so you can listen to it for free on youtube i just want people to hear it okay so it's on youtube under um oh i guess i should tell you it's under mesquite cafe that's the title of the project mesquite cafe title of that song is 1133 blues and the other one is he's a lie mesquite cafe they both should pop up under that one name you got to hear he's a lie that's pretty good um (laughs) uh, i like because he's a liar he's a oh man all right woolly mammoths Folks, uh, I guess this guy never saw Jurassic Park because that didn't end well for anybody. Woolly mammoths could come back to life. They can save the Arctic. I know you're going, how could a woolly mammoth save the Arctic? You know, they always got to find something good about it, just like the weird hemoglobin, <laughs> the weird blood disease that no one has. Well, we can, we can fix that one with CRISPR. So that gives us the go ahead, you know, forget, forget cancer, you know, or the common cold or emphysema, or diabetes, oh, we'll work on some weird blood disease. No one has uh, the same thing here. Um, you know, forget, forget everything else. This could save the Arctic if we bring back, uh, you know, dinosaurs. So here's this guy, he's, he's from Harvard, which used to be a, a good school at one point. Uh, way back when in another uh, universe and another timeline. But now it's a school of clowns, obviously, because this guy's a cloning scientist. He's using DNA from a 42,000. I don't know how they know that. It's 42,000 years old. We just know that. It's an old carcass to see if the ice age species will rise from the dead. Nice. Uh, now the Harvard project will modify elephant cells. <laughs> Using frozen mammoth DNA. So they're going to use a, a modern day elephant to mix this, this thing with, huh? Isn't that nice? The enormous beasts went extinct more than 10,000 years ago. The woolly mammoth. And I don't even know how they know they're woolly because if they're, um, <laughs> if it's 42,000 years ago, you know, they're finding bones. and stuff. How do they know there was wool all over it or hairy? I mean, how do you, these artists' conceptions are amazing because like they know stuff. It's like, how would you know that? But you know, these guys, eh, hey, that's why they're scientists, huh? They know stuff. They know stuff. I'm a podcaster. They're a scientist. The two don't meet. Um, let's see. Now, once he resurrects the woolly mammoth or bunches of them, they're going to live in a 20,000 uh, hect- hectare. Uh, that's so many acres. Um, Ice Age Safari Park. And it could also, this could also regenerate Arctic climates because they would stimulate the growth of vegetation. I don't know how they're going to stimulate the growth of vegetation because they're going to be eating the vegetation because that's what elephants do. Um, Plus there's none there in the Arctic. But according to them, this could stimulate the the vegetation. I I don't understand it. Woolly mammoths could once again roam Arctic regions as part of an incredible plan to clone these vast beasts. Harvard University scientists who are set to publish scientific papers in the coming weeks. This is going to be a scientific paper. I mean, the universe I came from, the timeline I came from, these people would have been laughed out of the room as conspiracy theorists. They would have been laughed at. You know, that's not even real, you know, that's real science. Really? You really think you're going to do that? Anyway, they're going to use DNA from a woolly mammoth that has been preserved in Siberian ice for more than 42,000 years. They have a two-year plan. If it comes to fruition, the woolly mammoths would live in a 20,000 hectare ice age safari park, and that's created by Russian scientists in the remote part of Siberia. It could, it could also, it didn't say it will, but it could also regenerate Arctic climates because it would stimulate the growth of vegetation. I don't I don't know. How, how do they stimulate the growth of vegetation? I don't know that. They don't say how. They just say it, it could. So that's a good thing, so let's do it. The ambition plan, the ambitious plan involves growing the creature within an artificial womb rather than recruiting a female ele- elephant. Hmm. The final beast would be a hybrid between an Asian elephant and a mammoth. Oh boy. Yeah, this is what we need. This is what we need today. They're using a genetic technique called, wait for it folks, CRISPR, Cas9. It's the same stuff that they're using for the uh, blood, blood disease. It's the same stuff the Chinese have been messing with. CRISPR, Cas9. That's when they cut the DNA and they resplice it and they, As in the days of Noah, so shall it be. Prior to the coming of the Son of Man. Eating and drinking and marrying. Doing all sorts of nonsense. And they don't even know when the flood came. Washed them away. Yep. Yep. There were giants, nephilim fallen ones, in the land in those days. And also after that. The system allows the cut-and-paste manipulation of strands of DNA within a, with a precision not seen before. The technique, the scientists, they could cut and paste preserved mammoth DNA into Asian elephants, and they could create an elephant-mammoth hybrid. Mm-hmm. George Church, he's a professor. He says we've already revived dozens of genes. And are testing them in elephant cells. Uh, he's the lead researcher there. He says, we're focusing on reviving mammoth genes and making a mammoth elephant hybrid. And help them spread to the vast wild Arctic climates. These large beasts would even repopulate freezing wastelands. And here's uh, oh, here's how they're going to help. Because they're cold-resistant elephants, so they would flatten the insulating snow, supporting trees in winter and favor the highly heat-reflective grass in summer. They would also help capture new carbon by enhancing the photosynthetic capacity of the vegetation. Wow. It's thought that the grasslands will reflect more sunlight than the forest that exists today, allowing the winter freeze to, to penetrate deeper into the crust and cool the soil beneath. Wow, boy, they really have some. They are out there. They might as well say, and then uh, the, the, the mammoths uh, will be howling at a full moon, turning it into uh, cheese. And then this cheese, once a year, will fall from the sky onto Earth, and all man will have the best go cheese that elephants could possibly make. I mean, this is crazy. This is crazy. Anyway, apparently tanks have flattened the uh, the trees at the Siberian park where they're going to put these uh, these these freaks of nature, and in order to keep the trees from taking over again, they'll need to employ large grazing animals, including resurrected wooly mammoths. <laughs> Is that insane or what? It's crazy. It was crazy. Peter Thiel, uh, who's the founder of PayPal, he uh, he. Put some uh, some money into this scheme also. So he's behind it. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. They got a picture here of uh, Lauba, the world's most well-preserved mammoth. And it's on display at the uh, Natural History Museum. And I'm looking at the picture here and there's not one piece of hair on it. It looks like a regular elephant. With elephant skin. So... I don't know, but they, they say they're wooly. Might be surprised, might be surprised. Okay, folks, you know, the Catholic Church is uh, they're, they've really taken exorcism, uh, mainstream now. And, and almost weekly, there's some kind of article on, uh, Catholics exercising demons from somebody and blah, 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 blah. And many of you may wonder, oh, Catholics don't have any power. How could they do that and everything? Well, they use of the name of Christ, right? And the power of Christ, the authority John has over um, Satan and his demons is, is quite real. And there's scripture there where uh, at the end of the day, these folks get up there and, and uh, they're being judged and they go, but Lord, Lord, um, didn't we cast out demons in your name among a bunch of other things he did but one of them is casting out demons in your name and he says to them get away from me i i never knew you i don't know who you are well that shows you that it's possible to cast out demons in the name of christ but not be a christian not be a christ follower uh the seven sons of skeva did the same thing in the book of acts they were using the name of, uh, I adjure you by the name of Paul and this Jesus in which he preaches to come out. And they were doing a formula and they got attacked by the demons. Nonetheless, they were they were still casting out demons um, as exorcists and making money off it. There's money to be made, obviously. So this story is, uh, it's from uh, yahoo.com. Yahoo. And it says that exorcism is going to be helped by cell phone. Cell phone. Beating the devil in the 21st century. Cell phone. Uh, Here in Rome, about 200 aspiring exorcists gathered uh, Monday for a week-long course in casting out demons, including by cell phone if necessary, amid increased demands for the services uh, among Roman Catholics. Participants, many of them priests, will attend lectures and talks on a range of topics, including witchcraft in Africa. How to tell the difference between demonic possession and mental illness. Wow, that's some good training. That's some good cycle. You got to be able to tell the difference there between somebody who's just acting crazy, someone who's possessed, and acting crazy because they're possessed. Hmm. And a step-by-step guide to casting out demons, Cardinal Ernest Simone of Albania drew strong interest in the first session by citing the use of cell phones in exorcism. So I don't know if they're going to take the cell phone and beat it over the person's head. I don't know. I'm not sure. Or make, the, make the person swallow the phone, then dial it. I don't know. But they say, uh, he says, they call me and we speak, and that's how I do it. He's 89 years old. He explained he would read the prayers of exorcism in Latin over the phone just as he would have performed a lengthy, lengthy rite in person. And uh, there's no official figures are available. Catholic Church officials say the number of demonic possessions is on the rise. They say uh, the number of exorcism has definitely increased over the years as the request to carry out exorcism has increased. What does that tell you folks? You think they're making this up? You think the Catholic church is just, Hey, you know what? we got nothing else to do and talk about. Let's just say, let's just, let's just lie and say that, uh, our, uh, our services for exorcism are on the rise. Why, why would they do that? They wouldn't do that. The thing is it's it is on the rise. They're they're getting called more and more to to exorcise demons. Why is that? Is it because they just now it's a cool thing to do? No, because the world, the planet is haunted now. The planet's demon possessed. It's an alien infested demon rock. That's where we're at. This course is useful because it prepares the priests who carry out exorcisms. To have complete vision, multidiscipline view the situation. Uh, some other uh, priest has performed 50 exorcisms in the past two and a half years. Ooh, you good. You must be an expert. One of if he has a PowerPoint. Ah. There's licensed exorcists. You know that. You, you have to be licensed. <laughs> licensed theologians, psychologists, medical doctors, criminologists, and church historians. Also adjust the course participants. Uh, let's see with a nod to the U S thriller writer, Dan Brown. Really? He wrote angels and demons, uh, which often concerned the Catholic church. One lecture is entitled angels and demons and sacred scripture and the teachings of the church. Wow. Even women who attend here will receive a certificate. Can you imagine? Wouldn't you be happy? You like if you had a certificate that's suitable for framing and you could hang on your living room wall that uh, you went to exorcism school. Wow, huh? And all and you know what? I don't know how much that cost you, but I can tell you, I'll give it to you free. All right, this is a bonus for you guys. I'm not going to charge you for this one. Read Mark 16. Read Mark 16. And you can do the same thing for free, but actually do it for real. And don't worry about them looping back and attacking you. And then the great thing about it is at the end of the day, instead of Christ going, Hey, I never knew you. He said, yeah, well done. My good and faithful servant. Come on in. Mark 16. Just read that. You don't need a certificate on the wall. Priests only priests though, can perform exorcism only with their bishop's permission or license. (laughs) And you know what? That's just like Christ. Just like Christ did, because in Mark 16, it says, Go thou unto the world, and be thou licensed unto me, or thou must have had shalt permission from thy local church bishop, and cast out the demons and heal the sick in my name. That's what Christ said in Mark 16. He told all of us, all Christ followers, these signs will follow uh the believers, those who believe in my name, these signs will follow. And one of the signs is being a licensed exorcism and having the, the bishop's permission to do so. All right. Read Mark 16 and see if I'm telling a little untruth there. Lay Catholics, including women. I don't know. What's this thing bagging on women for? Leave the, leave the women alone. Could be uh They could be what the Course calls auxiliary exorcists. (laughs) Really? Oh, Christ said the same thing. Go ye among the world, preach the gospel, uh, heal the sick, lay hands, they shall be healed, cast out demons, except, except, if you're not licensed, don't have permission of the bishop, or you're a chick. Can't do it. Can't do it. Or if you're a dude and you're not a priest, and you're an auxiliary. That's what Jesus wrote. So they're just, the Catholic Church is following it verbatim from the Bible. Good for them. Um, anyway, these auxiliary people, mean, it means that they, they could be present at the right. They could pray. They could give moral support. You know, they can bring water to the priest or whatever. They can get him a hamburger when he gets hungry. Uh, but it's only the priest could cast out the demons, you see. Only the priest is, um, you know, tight with Jesus to, uh, to, to, to cast out the demon. Simone, the Albanian cardinal. That sounds like a movie, huh? Simone, the Albanian Cardinal, said exorcism should only be attempted after doctors. Oh, here's another. Here's another criteria. Only after doctors are unable to explain the behavior of a person deemed to be demonically possessed. (laughs) That's a good one. So if some guy's demonically possessed, he's running around the street naked and he stabs somebody in the eye, a doctor would go, well, he did it because number one, he was hot. Number two, he was angry. He was like, okay, next. So, like Jesus said in 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 Mark 16, go ye out, preach the gospel, lay hand, heal the sick. You're gonna pick up serpents and not and not be bit. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna drink poison, it won't bother you. I'm talking spiritual poison. I'm talking um, um not just pharmacaea, but I'm talking like the the spiritual poison. You know what I mean? you're going to absorb that from people, but it won't harm you. Right. Because you're doing it in in Christ's name. He's given you full authority. And those are the signs that will be that, that you follow Christ. Those, those are the signs that that will follow you. Right. Because you're, you're, you, you believe in Christ, right. And you're, you're saved and doing what he's telling you to do. And one of those things is that you're going to, you're going to cast out demons, cast out demons, except if you're not licensed, you don't have permission of the bishop. You're a chick or a dude that's not a priest. And you haven't been cleared by a doctor. All right. So having that, Simone, the Albanian, he says, discernment is important. Stressing several times that only he saw himself as the instrument of a higher power. Wow. Wow. Uh, he says, It is Jesus who liberates. It is his power. In all the exorcisms I have done, the Lord has helped me. I'm not the great one. Uh, I think he's done more than he helped you, pal. Oh, boy. Man, unbelievable. 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 Anyway, there you have it. Mark 16, biblical biblical uh, use by the the Catholic church there. Okay. Speaking of uh, exorcisms that need to be done one last story, and then I'm going to let you go here. This is from Fox news. It says man who was gathering souls. He shoots four, kills one within hours. Yes. Now I wonder if a doctor has cleared this guy for an exorcism because he, uh, the doctors might say, well, number one, he might just be mad. Number two, maybe he wanted some souls. You know? It's a Wisconsin man. He told a childhood friend he was gathering souls. Gathering souls. Who do you think he's gathering them for? Folks, he told this guy this uh last week before shooting him and three other people. He killed one in a three-hour period. I can't even pronounce his name, Joe Jovashan Joe Ward. Jovashan. It's like three names put in one: Joe and Vosh and Sean. <laughs> jova sean Uh, he's 37 years old he was charged monday with shooting dead one person and trying to kill several others the spree began when an unidentified man working out of a barbershop was told to come outside because he uh, ward wanted to talk to talk to him so ward met the man who said he knew the alleged shooter from school told him he was getting or gathering souls so the uh, guy in the barbershop said look at i see that you have a handgun there i'm going to uh, walk away and he did and then he got shot from behind I and mean, he collapsed. Ward then allegedly shot at several other people while he was in his Jeep Cherokee. And uh, see, a man identified as Ryan Sims was found on the ground bleeding. He was pronounced dead, struck by bullets four times. Uh, anyway, the, the deal is, is that um, about 20 minutes later, this guy... Uh, may or may not be demon possessed, depending on what the doctor says. Depend if a, a licensed exorcist that has permission to a bishop and he's not a, a chick or, uh, or a dude that's uh, not a priest says um, that this guy l- targeted his last victim during an exchange uh, for drugs, Percocet pills. Huh, go figure. And after the drug purchase, the ward yelled out to the guy, Hey, bro, I love you. And then he began shooting him to kill him and the victim collapsed on the ground. And then another guy was there, he pretended like he was dead. So this is after a drug deal. Hey bro, I love you. I'm gathering souls. So, um, anyway, (laughs) he's a uh, prior, uh, felon. Uh, Oh, I know, I know. And convicted of uh, credit fraud, 2003, he was banned from purchasing a gun. So I don't know how he got it. And then, um, So it was a gun in his hand, in his house. He had a gun. He's a felon. So the gun laws, the background checks, well, didn't work on this guy because, well, he probably stole it. And there you have it. So there's your demon, your demon fest for the week and uh, your snarky, snide uh, commentary for the week. And uh, that's it. So we'll talk to you guys uh, next week show Monday. We probably will do a kapow radio show Monday on second Peter. If the world doesn't end, if the world ends or it looks like it's about the end and I got to, I got to find a FEMA camp at my local Walmart. I'm probably not going to do the show from the FEMA camp. I'm just going to let you know. Okay. I'm all right. It's okay. It's cool. I'm going to find a licensed exorcist. And I'm going to talk to the guy. So you guys have a good uh, good weekend and uh, we'll talk to you next week good night